Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, I'm Sarah. When planning our home birth, my husband Matthew and I were really frustrated by the lack of empowering and honest home birth resources. So we created this podcast to start a new conversation for moms and families like us. This is Doing It at Home. Hello, beloved listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Doing It at Home podcast. Today, we have Kayla's birth story. And Kayla was a little fearful of home birth at first with her first pregnancy and birth. So she decided to go natural and do a hospital birth. There were a few elements of the birth that left Kayla feeling disconnected, some of those baby blues and some postpartum depression symptoms. So she knew when she got pregnant a second time with her husband, Corey, that they wanted to experience something different and they were ready to do it at home. So listen into this episode on how you let go of some of those fears, work through them, acknowledge them. But then when the time comes, just surrender, trust in your body, create the space for your body to do what it's meant to do. And Kayla has a cool connection with another doing it at home mama, which we talk about and just the beautiful, peaceful birth that was her experience with her uh, son, Jude. So here it is. Hey, Kayla. How's it going? Hi. Good. How are you? We're doing fantastic. Yes. And we just want to say thank you so much for joining us on the Doing It at Home podcast. We're super psyched to chat with you and just appreciate your time. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So we know you have a lot going on in your life. You're a very busy woman, Kayla. So as Matthew mentioned, our extreme appreciation for you to take any part of your precious time and hang out with us. Um, Because you, like I said, you have a lot going on. So tell us a little bit about you and your family and what's going on um, over there in Orlando. Um, Well, I have a two-year-old who sounds a little bit in distress right now, but my husband's with her. So. <laughs> um, and a two-month-old, Jude, um, new baby boy. And yeah, my husband is a um, graphic designer. He can work from home sometimes. And I um, serve tables at night. So we're able to kind of switch off watching the kids. And yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. What's your husband's name? Corey. Corey. Tell him uh, big props for holding it down so that (laughs) you could be on the show with us while he's wrestling with your daughter. That's awesome. I will. 
So you have a really awesome perspective and I, I love moms like you who can kind of share both sides, um, of, of birth and the birth care experience. Um, you had a hospital birth for your daughter, Adana, and you switched it up for baby Jude. Um, so can you share a little bit about that and how, why I guess you wanted to switch it up? Yeah, definitely. So I wanted to do a home birth with my daughter. Um, but my mom is a nurse and Mm. so, and she's my best friend. And so of course, She has a lot of influence and just society in general, you know, just I was scared to do it with my first and I had never had a child before. So I went with the traditional model against what my heart wanted. Um, But even going with the traditional model, I knew I still wanted to do my best to have a natural birth. So at every appointment with my OB, I would always say, you know, okay, like, you know, I don't even want the IV fluids. And he, he told me I, that was okay, but I had to have a hep lock um, where they just put the, they find your vein and put it in, in case of an emergency. Uh, okay. um, so yeah. And I, you know, I told him absolutely no pain meds and, um, but he wasn't there. He isn't the one that gave birth to my daughter cause they're on a rotation. Oh, okay. Um, So when I showed up at the hospital, you know, it wasn't him, but I kind of told people that I came across, oh, well, my OB said I could just have a hep lock when they said, okay, it's time to start your, start your IV. Um, And they're like, okay, yeah, we can do that. Um, And it was interesting because the nurse had told me, oh, well, you can only drink eight ounces of water per hour. And I'm because in case the baby goes into fetal distress and we have to take you for a C-section, you know, you can't have too many like fluids or in your stomach mm. and or in your system. And I said, okay, well, you know, if I don't drink enough water, that's something that could cause the baby to go into fetal right. distress. <laughs> wow. So, you know, and I'm not hooked up to fluids. So I think I need to drink as much, you know, and the nurse checked with the, the midwife at, at the hospital. And she said, of course, yes, for me to drink as much as I wanted. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a fight along the way to, you know, to have it natural in the hospital. Um, for you for, so for, I, for speaking up for sorry, real, I was just about in, to but, say kudos was yeah. like the word in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, and it was funny because even in the check-in they are, uh, they brought me a wheelchair to take me up to labor and delivery. And I was like, um, I don't need a wheelchair. Like, <laughs> is it walking good when you're in labor? Oh, man. And the nurse asked, she's like, is she allowed to walk? Oh, my gosh. And they were like, yeah, that's fine. So I, like, you know, walked up to labor and delivery. But just even little things like that, I had to kind of speak up. Like, hey, what? No, this is, you know. I'm okay. This is all good. Yeah. I I get, um, just to interject for one second, I get kind of split emotions when I hear that because on one hand, I'm like, God, great for you. That's so awesome that you, you know, you, you were, you were an advocate for yourself. You knew your ground and you stood your ground and you, you knew like you probably knew a lot more things and maybe that's because your relationship with your mom or you did some research, but I don't think a lot of women would have 
push that extra, you know, step when, once people said, okay, this is what's going to happen. Well, no, actually this is what I want. So huge kudos on that. And, and like, that's what comes up for me. And then the other, it's a little disheartening, I guess, that you have to be so like mm-hmm. on your guard. Um, and that those, those options aren't just so readily available that you really do have to make it. I think you use battle or, or fight, um, that it, it kind of has to be that way because then once labor starts kicking in more, especially something you haven't experienced before, y- you know, you're very vulnerable and you're very focused on the task at hand. And so you might not be so concerned about the little things like whether or not an IV gets put in you right. or whether or not they do something else to you. And it's just, um, yeah, it's like such a, a dichotomy in, in how I feel about like how awesome you were, but it's like, man, maybe, maybe we could just switch some things around so you don't have to be so on the defense. But anyway, right. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Go. Yes, turn. <laughs> no, exactly. And that was a big reason why I chose the home birth mm-hmm. the second time and why I was more comfortable going with that desire because I had experience birth naturally, you know, so I knew there wasn't a question in my mind or there wasn't as much fear now that I had experienced it. Mm -hmm. I knew, you know, I I knew I could do it. And and the second time I wanted to do it in the peace of my own home and not having to fight every step for the, um, the experience that I wanted. And, um, so in the hospital too, like you said, there did come a point where I couldn't really, um, speak up for myself as much anymore. And that was actually after uh, my daughter was born. So I was, I had a 21 hour labor and after she was born, um, she had some fluid in her lungs. So they, you know, they took her away from me right away. They placed her on my chest for maybe 30 seconds. And then, and the midwife said when they put her on my chest, you know, she's pink, she's crying, she's good color. Her lungs sound great. But then when they took her to the side to the little like um, bassinet incubator to check her out, they I guess they noticed some extra uh, fluid in her lungs and they took her to the NICU um, mm-hmm. right away. And my husband left with her, of course. And well, while she was over there, um, they pulled out my placenta which was also not part of my birth plan. I, wa- I really wanted to deliver it naturally. Um, and they kind of just like pressed on my stomach and pulled it out. And so I was just, I felt like I was losing control, you know, like they're pulling out my placenta. I'm not getting the skin to skin, like yeah. what's going on. Um, so then they took my daughter, my husband went with her. And then after, um, you know, I tore, so they stitched me up. And then, you know, like when you go to push, like, 12 people come in the room. It's like mm-hmm. this huge thing. So then it was like, and the lights get brighter and it's like, it's crazy. So, and then everybody left and it was just me and one nurse sitting behind me taking notes on the computer. Mm. And there was just like some blood on my hospital gown from where they had placed my daughter for like 30 seconds. And it, oh my gosh, it was just like such this empty feeling of like, <sighs> oh my gosh, I just gave, you know, like I went through all of that and like, where's my daughter and what, like, so it was just, it was bad. And like, I didn't nurse her. I, for, I didn't really even see her again for 17 hours. So, um, I, I briefly saw her, like my husband wheeled me down into the uh, NICU and she was hooked up to oxygen. Um, and then I tried to nurse her, uh, 
they started her on antibiotics because her white blood cell count was elevated. Anyways, uh, the pediatrician finally came and saw me and said, hey, we're going to take her off antibiotic. I think it was just stress from birth, why her blood cell count, why her white blood cells were elevated. Um, and I, I, now talking with midwives with my second experience, um, fluid in the lungs, some fluid in the lungs is normal, mm-hmm. you know, and not a great cause for concern because there is a transition mm-hmm. period. Um, and so I feel like had I been at home with my daughter, I would have been able to have her on me longer. Mm-hmm. And if she nursed, she may have passed some of that fluid on her own. And it just didn't feel like an emergency to me, right. you know, like, so that was actually the main, uh, a huge reason I wanted to do it at home was for the after um, yeah. part. And that was like the most traumatic part of the hospital for me was like the after um, part. So yeah, that's definitely why I to, I think answering your original question that you asked me was why I chose with my second to go with the home. And that's, that's why. <laughs> yeah, we get it. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We get it. And, and what was um, Corey's response to you voicing that you wanted to have baby number two at home oh he was a hundred he was a hundred percent supportive he would have been supportive he was supportive the first time too he um he was very comfortable with it and actually when when some of my fears would come up like well you know what if he's like no we'll, we'll be fine you know he was a big support for it that's very cool now does he have any experience with home birth or or out of hospital birth in general or is he just no you know, he's just he's just that awesome he's that awesome and he <laughs> saw you know he saw how well i did throughout the labor and birth with my daughter in the hospital so i think that was helpful as well we we use the hypnobirthing method which um i had just read the textbook I didn't take the class and I've kind of felt like college, you know, like you skip the class, but you still do good yep. on the test. Yeah. That's exactly what we, we did. We did the same thing. We, we did the, the <laughs> book and the courses and all that, but we didn't do the class and we still found yeah. it, was, it was a really great resource to have. For sure. That's awesome. Well, now um, let's, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to hear about this second birth experience. 
Hey, doing it at home mamas, Sarah here, and I need to take a second to tell you about something that I made for you. Yes, you, moms just like us who are clear that we need to take care of ourselves in this game of motherhood. We need to experience balance, but sometimes we're not really quite sure how to do it or we feel like we don't have the time. I get it. So I created the Balanced Mama Moment audio series, a 20-part audio experience that dives into what it means to make a balanced mama moment for yourself and how you can apply that to all areas of your life to help you in this crazy journey of motherhood. So go to sarahbivens.com and click on Balanced Mama to learn more. Again, that's sarahbivens.com and click Balanced Mama. Okay, so switching now into this this new frame of mind, this new um, experience that you're looking to create um, after you've had one that you you know learned some things from, learned about yourself, and you're like, all right, cool. And now that you you have that, I love that you you mentioned a little bit earlier too. You knew you could do it then at that point. I think you kind of it sounds like you busted through whatever that residual fear that was hanging out around there around home birth or your ability to birth and all of that. So now it's like, okay, let's recalibrate some of this and let's move into an awesome home birth experience. Um, so what, what was that energy like then in the prenatal care and in planning? Like, how was that different? Yeah. So I talked with, uh, of course, the first thing is finding a midwife. Right. And, um, I, a few women I know had home births. Um, one of them, their midwife was no longer practicing, but I started with her and she referred me to another. Um, but the big thing with the individually practicing midwives is that they didn't take my insurance. Mm. Um, but Tammy recommended me to, um, uh, a practice where there's, uh, four or five midwives and they have, it's at a birth center, but they also do home births and they actually took my insurance. So that was a big, um, you know, plus right away. And so, cause when you think of home birth, you don't think that insurance would cover it. At least I didn't. Um, so I went there, I saw the birth center, I talked with the midwives and I felt really comfortable. And, um, I loved that in my prenatal care, uh, all my appointments, I never felt rushed. I never felt, you know, it was like that it was in and out. They always like really took the time and just even the rooms and the atmosphere was just more cozy. And I was able to bring my daughter uh, and she could play with toys and they were always very accommodating. And, um, of course I still did have some fears, you know, and I asked all the what ifs like, okay, what if my placenta doesn't deliver? Um, cause it was, pulled out in my first birth. So I was worried how that would go. Uh, what if uh cord is around the neck or what if um, I hemorrhage, you know, like all these different things that I'm like, how do you handle this at home? And all of their responses were, you know, really comforting. And like, they really have a protocol that they go by. And, and I felt very comfortable uh, with it. And an interesting thing too, I always, I checked my own weight and I checked my own pee, like with the, the sticks at all my appointments. So that was like a difference as well. Um, and yeah, it was, it was awesome. Like everything leading up to it, I felt really comfortable. 
think it's great that you asked so many questions. You know, like it's it for us it was a, a very new environment stepping into a midwife and you know in our experience going from a hospital to her house. You know what I mean? Like those very different office settings. So then just feeling comfortable peppering them with questions, you know, that it sounds like it really helped you to not only feel comfortable, you know, having having asked those questions, but then feel confident in their abilities as care providers as they shared their answers and explained their processes and, you know, talked about all that stuff. And, you, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I imagine you you really got to experience them as experts in how they responded to your questions. Yes, very much so. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, get those what ifs out there. Yeah, come up with whatever you have cooked up in your mind as like the craziest, most outlandish, scariest scenario. Like, get it out there and like let's clear yeah. it. I think that's yeah. awesome that you did that. Yeah, because they've yeah. they've probably heard all of it, and you know they want you to ask those questions. So for anybody out there who's listening, who's considering, or maybe you just started talking to a midwife, like. Ask them all the outlandish stuff that you possibly can. And it, it really, you know, it helps to build that trust. It helps to build that relationship. It helps to build that that comfort. And I think we love yeah, midwives on and the show. my <laughs> daughter was nine pounds, five ounces. And my OB told me, oh, if you ever have a boy, he'll be 10 pounds. Um, and so, you know, it that was another fear of mine. Like, okay, if it's a big baby, is he going to, cause you know, they, they say, Oh, we could get stuck or it's more, you know, so I had all of, you know, I addressed that as well. And they say there's all these positions they can, you know, they, they have a very good way of handling a lot of the emergency type situations that come up. And the cool thing is that they, or the main thing is that they monitor the situation so well that mm-hmm. um, typically if you transfer to the hospital, it's in a car. It's not yeah. even in an ambulance because they, you know, they foresee something before it becomes an emergency. Um, so that was another thing that I heard that made me feel very uh, comfortable as well. Yeah, that's such a great point. It's such a great point that, you know, midwives are are, are checking and observing and catching things before they escalate. And so, yeah, like if, you know, if you need to be transported, it'll be in a car because it won't be an emergency. It's just, Hey, you know what? Mm -hmm. We caught this. Let's go ahead and, and take this precaution and transport you. And so like for me, I know I I was expecting transportation. Like if, if transportation was needed during our home birth, I was thinking it was going to be because of an emergency situation, but you know, our midwives did a fantastic job of, of uh, educating me and, you know, basically explaining exactly what you just shared. Yeah. So you mentioned that Adana's birth, the labor was about like 21 hours or something. Yeah. And Jude's was not the same. Maybe like what, like a quarter of that? (laughs) Yeah. Four and a half hours. That's pretty cool. So now, I, do you think part of that is just because, you know, they're they're kind of close together and baby number two or, you know, what do you, th- maybe the environment, do you think contributed to that? Yeah, I think it was part of it. Um, I, you know, I, I had this whole birth planned with mm-hmm. a birth photographer and uh, my water broke at 40 weeks one day and I called the midwife right away and 
she's like, okay, I'll check back with you in you know, a couple hours, see how things are progressing. And after about an hour, I said, these contractions that I'm having are like the ones I was having towards the end of my labor with my daughter. Like oh, I, boy. Knew, <laughs> I knew it was, he was coming. So I called her back. I'm like, yeah, they're pretty strong, pretty close together. Like he's coming. So, um, she, uh, she sent the, her assistant over right away and, um, my husband and I, after I called her that time and told her, okay, this is, it's happening. We laid on the bed and he put on, he found a hypnobirthing meditation video and we just, he was, you know, rubbing my back, um, doing, I think like the light touch massage. And I was like trying to really breathe and meditate. And with my daughter, I was able to breathe through my contractions. I remembered it took like six deep breaths to get through one. And I held on to that. Um, but with these contractions I was having already I, on my breath out, I was already making some like noises instead of being able to like really, so I, you know, I knew, um, he was coming. And so, and also it was crazy cause I felt my body during a contraction, like involuntarily pushing. Um, and so that was a crazy, like sensation that I never felt with my daughter. Wow. And when the midwife assistant got got there, I told her, I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to push, but my body is pushing. That's amazing. And, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And she, she heard some of the sounds I was making and she's like, yeah, those are the sounds we start to hear when like women are close to like pushing or pushing. Um, and she kept telling me to, you know, keep my sounds low. And so that was helpful. And what does she mean by she that? Asked, keep them low. Um, like, I would take a deep breath in and then on my breath out, like I would sometimes make like higher pitched like noises. Mm. And she was like trying to tell me to keep them low. Cause that's the better, um, like energy, I guess, and helps baby descend and, God. um, keeps you more calm, I guess. That's cool. Um, and so she actually put me into a position that like to work against gravity until midwife got here. So I, I had to be, or I had my head and my chest on the bed with my bottom up in the air mm. so like, so that he wouldn't come. And it was funny because the assistant and my husband were both telling me, it's okay if he comes. And I'm like, then why am I in this position yeah, but- that they have not come? Like, <laughs> you know, but, and I kept saying with every contraction, like, is she close? Is she coming? Because he's coming. Right. And. Um, I asked the assistant, do you have the birth pool or does she? And she said the midwife did. I'm like, okay, there's not going to be time for that. And um, midwife got here and she, I was very relieved. And she said, you know, um, do you want me to check and make sure that you're fully dilated and there's no lip? And I said, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I'll never forget. She said, there's his head. As soon as he like um, went to check me. So I was ready to push when she got here. And um, so I got into, you know, a different position and I did some, some forceful pushing. Um, And then actually I took a break from the forceful pushing and I let my body kind of do those involuntary pushes again. Mm. And then when I went back, to a forceful push, his head came. 
So that was, that was really cool. And I feel like, um, that involuntary pushes kind of helped him get under my pubic bone and like more so than my forceful pushes. Cause that creates tension. And that's one thing I read in the hypnobirthing as well is that technically like ideally you don't want to forcefully push, um, more like birth breathe and like breathe the baby down. So mm-hmm. wow. that was really cool. And so and I like that this mm-hmm. time when I was pushing instead of 12 people being in the room <laughs> and all cheering me on, like push, push, push. And, you know, it was very, it was just me, my husband, the midwife and the midwife assistant. And it was very calm, very serene, more of them just sort of like observing me do my thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was like, Really, really awesome. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And where was your daughter during all this? She was in the living room with my mom and my brother. Oh, cool, cool. And I'm I'm curious, uh, visually, like, how was... You were in the bedroom, correct? Yes. And how was it set up? Did you guys have any... Did you, like, set the ambiance or anything? Um, No, it was... Uh, it was still daylight out. So, you know, there was enough natural light that we didn't really have any, like lights on um and we were just on the bed like and it was really really peaceful really awesome Mm. and then when he came out you know was he put right on your chest and you got that experience yeah so only um part of his head came out with like the one contraction and then the next contraction i thought that like the rest of his head would come and then i kind of thought another one for his whole body but that second one, instead of just his head, like everything came and (laughs) I was like, baby, baby, baby. (laughs) Like I was not expecting it. And I didn't really have to push. He just, he just, that next contraction, he just came out and he was a nine pound, 15 ounce baby. And (sighs) I didn't care at all. And he came out super easily. And, um, yeah, he was placed right on my chest. And my mom heard me say, baby, baby, baby. So they, uh, they came in the room and I told her, you know, get, get my daughter. And so she came in right after two and the midwife, well, okay. So then, then the midwife was telling me, okay, if you feel cramping, you need to push. And I was like, what? I just pushed out a baby. What do you mean? What do you mean push? Because I had never delivered my placenta naturally. So I didn't know that I had, and I guess for some women, they don't have to push it out. It does just kind of come. But 
for me, she, it wasn't just coming right away. So she was telling me to push and I wasn't feeling a lot of cramping anymore. Um, so she did give me a shot of Pitocin after 30 minutes um, in my leg to kind of create that cramping. Um, and I was kind of, that was, that was one of my biggest fears is that my placenta wouldn't come on time. And I think it's because I I've always heard that there's so much muscle memory from birth and because I didn't do it naturally, Uh, it would pulled out the first time I was afraid that my body wouldn't like remember how to do it. So it wouldn't do it. And I don't know. So, and, and so it was kind of taking a long time. We're, we're reaching the 45 minute mark. And at one hour, if it hasn't come, that was their protocol that I would have to transfer or go in. And I remember my mom looked at me and she, and I, well, I looked at her and I said, I can't. And she looked at me and she's like, yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> like after all of this, you know, you can definitely do it. And then I pushed it out. And um, <laughs> the, the midwife was showing my daughter, um, my placenta and, and all of us, you know, and she was doing like a demonstration of this is what part the baby was in. This is what part was on your uterus. And this is the tree of life. And it was really awesome. That is so cool. I remember when they did that with us. It's just like very special. I don't know. It's a very cool thing. So who caught, who caught, um, Adana? Uh, you mean Jude? Oh, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Wait, I meant Jude. Birth? Yeah, yeah. Who, yeah. Um, <laughs> I know, right? Who caught Jude? The the midwife. That's very cool. And where was Corey when Jude came out? Right next to me in the bed. That's awesome. Yeah. So how, I mean, in, in a couple of words, if you can, because I know sometimes with this stuff, like you can't even put words to a lot of it. And to do that even brings down, you know, the experience of, of how you know it, but to com- to have this almost like a full circle is like what's coming to my mind experience that you got to have this intimacy and that connection and that space and everything. Was there a healing aspect in that for you kind of coming out of some of the things you didn't love about Adana's birth? For sure. Yeah. For sure. And he, his, I guess, ideally his uh, respiration should have been between 40 and 60 um, and his were about 80. So his breathing was actually fast. And I do feel like in the hospital, that may have been something that would have been sort of that emergency situation. Um, But, you know, the midwife just said, everything else is good. Let's give some time um, for him to transition. And he nursed and he was with me. And, um, you know, after a couple hours before they left, his respirations had come down some. And so I, I really just, it was beautiful and I I would definitely do a home birth again for sure if we were to have any more and um it, I just it it it's something that I really want in my heart because you know I'll tell people I serve so um I'll t- yeah I talk with all sorts of people mm-hmm. and I'll tell people you know like that I had a home birth cuz they'll say oh what hospital or yeah. what and I'm like oh I had a home birth and one lady said to me, well, I'm happy you're still here. Oh, and I thought, oh, my gosh. Like, just, you know, the, it's just so sad to me that um, oh, wow. so many people just, uh, I don't know, that they just don't see how a home birth can be safe and beautiful and 
um, you know, that 95% of the time it's perfectly normal and mm-hmm. I don't know. So I just, I wish that, you know, through my experience that and sharing my experience that it will encourage, you know, more people to at least look into it and get educated about it. And mm-hmm. yeah. Well, this is one instance where I feel like I get to be a fairy godmother and wave a wand because wish granted, because just through doing this, just through having this conversation, I totally believe it will. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't see how it couldn't. And if you could leave our listeners, you know, new mamas and and, um, moms and families looking into home birth, if you could leave them with just one nugget of wisdom from your experience, what would that be? Uh, well, I think a really important thing to remember, um, like as a woman is that when you do, there is so much fear, there might be so much fear, but when you do go into labor, something kicks in and it's just, if you surrender to that and if you just let your body kind of do its thing, um, you know, just trust your body and that, um, definitely with a home birth, you're able, your body's, you're able to create more of that space where your body can do what it's, what it's meant to do. Um, and you can remain calm and peaceful and there's not as many distractions and, um, it's just a much more peaceful environment for baby to enter the world and, you know, to quiet some of those fears and just trust trust your body, trust the experience and know that it's, it knows what it's supposed to do and, and doing it at home, you know, creates that, that space to allow it. Well said, Kayla. I mean, <laughs> yeah. shoot. <laughs> I don't have anything. Like, yes. Yes to all of that. That's awesome. Um, and I do want to give a shout out because you mentioned her earlier. You mentioned Tammy, but I just want to thank Tammy, um, who is a, doing it at home mama who was on the show um, back in episode 35, 38, excuse me, episode 38. Um, and she's been a great connector for us. Um, it is episode 35. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm all goofy. Anyway, mom brain episode 35. Um, Tammy, she's um, brought in a few other moms to the show. Um, her sister included Sarah and now you. So um, just thank you. Shout out Tammy. Thanks. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> Kayla, this has been a a real pleasure to just chat with you and hang out and hear your birth story and just all of that and just just how strong and awesome and beautiful it all was. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Yes, thank you, guys. And thank you for having this podcast and creating more awareness and a space for people to to hear more about it. Absolutely. It's It's a real honor for us we get to chat with really amazing moms like yourself so pleasure is all ours thank you quick note about the doing it at home podcast matthew and i are not doctors or medical professionals and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion if you have medical or health related questions please take them to a trained professional we're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy birth and parenthood 
Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.